0: My
1: condition was in I woke up this morning With the sun down Shining in oh.
2: Where's the money, Lebowski? Where's the f***ing money, head? Oh, it's...
0: Uh, oh, oh, it's down there somewhere Let me take another look I found my mind in a brown paper bag But then... 106 miles to Chicago We got a full tank
3: of gas Half a pack of cigarettes It's dark and we're wearing sunglasses.
0: Trip down a cloud and fell eight miles high. high. I tore my mind on a jagged sky. Okay, you know, you guys aren't privy to all the news so uh, you know, that's what you uh that's what you pay me for. I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Yeah, let's cut through the
3: chase, okay? What
0: are you guys selling? I lost you $60,000. There is no one who wants to make that money back you more than I
4: do. There's just one thing, dude. What's that? You have to use so
0: many cuss words. What the f are you talking about?
5: Don't worry, nobody's listening
6: anyway. I woke up this morning with the sundown shining and in. Go on, welcome back to Section Jack, I'm Tom Matt Byrne on the board. S&P Futures are down a buck. They were down a, a lot more a few minutes ago. as Futures down 17. Big movers at Dow Futures down 133. It's not a huge mover compared. I mean, That's it, almost all Boeing, which is down almost $12. Because of a 737-800 uh, crash in China today with 132 people on board. Uh, nobody seems to know why. It was not a 737 max, but an 800 series, which is the... I think they're still. I think you can still buy though. I'm not positive. I think you might still be able to buy those, but uh, you certainly could up until recently. That was the, uh, the. I think that was the most advanced series before the Max. Uh, do we have Mr. Greg? Cheek. how are you, buddy? You're doing better doing than me. Well, your, your team happy won Monday. Yeah, your team won. Happy Monday. Happy nice Monday. It's supposed to be seventy <laughs> degrees today. Well, my team uh, was never
1: even in the race. I'm a DePaul. Uh, DePaul. And so, you know last time you we were good was twenty years ago.
6: Yeah. No, no I think they're getting better.
1: <laughs> did you take those two uh what was it, Notre Dame and what was the other one I sent you?
6: Oh you like uh, the Florida. Miami Florida. Oh yeah, Miami. They kicked Yeah, ass. they were big dogs. Yeah, they kicked ass. <laughs> yeah, they they did play they played real well.
1: I haven't logged on the uh, sports betting account yet, I think think it
6: got both of those for, for well those the Irish days. lost so which the, ones the Irish lost yeah but they covered definitely oh, what was what was the spread
1: uh 8 or 7.5 or so What's they
6: would they lose by 5 or something they, they were barely yeah they they
1: definitely uh they were there the entire game, and I think they, I, were,
6: they I uh, six or so. y- you'll never see me like the rest of my mope buddies. Actually, they're not mopes, they're terrific guys, but when it comes to Notre Dame, they can be mopes. Uh, um, you never see me, never hear me bitch about the officiating. Yesterday, the officiating was the worst I've ever seen. It was horrible. It was absolutely Throughout the horrible. tournament, I think that's a theme. Well, I mean, this particular game, I, you know, I get this, this is all one, one person's, uh, evaluation of this stuff. I always get the feeling that the NCAA, they they like to have, uh, uh, some upsets early on just to make it interesting for people. But then once enough of the big Thanks guys Peter. get out, then it's like they, they they flip a switch and an underdog can't get a call because they don't want to be embarrassed totally all the way through. I mean, I don't know what the reason is. But just there was a lot that- of
1: buzz on Twitter about that. I mean, Illinois fans were really angry about, um, <laughs> about that hanging on the rim call. Um, I think he, there was really no way for him to come down without hanging because he was the momentum just wasn't there. So, I'm like, how are you supposed to come down? you injure yourself, maybe? I don't know.
6: Well, did you see the, the rim call, the nine call in the Irish game? I, I've never seen this in all the years I've watched basketball. Guy in Texas Tech. Is that
1: the...
6: He, he, reach, he goes to stuff the ball. He's by himself. He's on a breakaway. He reaches up with his left hand. Grabs the rim and pulls himself higher. Oh, and so he, 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 he pulls it down. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, everybody in the stadium, every one of the announcers saw it. How did, how did three blind mice not see that? How do, how do you not see that? I've never I've ne- never seen it enough to expect it. That part I get, but I mean, the announcers are going, "Wait a minute! <laughs> Didn't he grab the rim with his left hand?" <laughs> and I, the uh, no Texas Tech's way bigger than the Irish. There, there were times where I was counting five seconds in the lane at some of their guys. They never once got a three second call. And the the, the big the big yeah, guy in the I Irish, the one big guy in know. the Irish at the end of the game, he, every time they go inside, the guy was getting el- he must have got four elbows to the head. He he was absolutely getting mashed and then the, the uh the ref the ref they have on uh you know the, the guy the commentator's referee. He goes, Man, I don't I don't know how you didn't call foul on that play. <laughs> there, there had to be Was that Avery Johnson who was who was uh on that game? The, the announcers were terrible. Well. well, the announcers were terrible. They had some guy you could barely understand, and some lady. Is this like, not, not that I mind because most of them are really good. Does every single game have to have a lady announcer now? <laughs> Don't be sexist. Come on, chief. I'm, not, I'm just saying. You know how do, where, where, where do you? They had all these people who were this talented all this time, just waiting in a queue for for the for the woke movement or what? Now, now of course, every single game's got to have somebody.
1: I mean, well there's usually Harlan, um,
6: and who else was who else well, there's was there's what's Doris raftery. Well what do these people do all year? That <laughs> all of a sudden are there for the NCAA, because Facts or uh, this is this is what? This is uh CBS, right? Yeah. CBS, TBS, True T V. So they're uh, all but I mean, what do these the people do all year? Games? I mean because they don't have, they don't do that many games. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're talking about Avery Johnson. You know, he's he's a good coach. Uh, I'm not saying he's not a good coach. I didn't think he was at Greater Renuncer, though. So. Anyway. Yeah. But, uh, no, <laughs> it was, it was fine. You know, Maybe was, you should apply. God. It, you know, it, was, it was fine. Well, you know what? To do that right, that's a lot of work. I mean, you got to go meet all these people. you got to know who they are. You, you can't just... But I, I don't get... Even though I'm sitting here ragging about my Irish... How does Mike Bray... He's doing mm-hmm. the same thing Digger Phelps did in his last parts of his career... How does Mike Bray show up with seven seven real players? He only has a seven man rotation, and he's playing three games in five nights. What, what, how, how do you only have seven people that you and he's got? He's only got two big guys, and so they can never be on a floor at the same time. And even on the other teams, got like four big guys. And it, I,
1: I, I yeah, Notre Dame. I, I don't think they really get the cream, or they not anymore. At least they, they don't get their pick. So when you've got people like Purdue, just rolling the recruiting
6: and I think they do okay well the, the guy these guys from Texas Tech had five transfers they're all starting mean, you, you got to get with the new world they, they I mean uh who, who, Iowa State kicked the crap out of who was it uh Wisconsin the kid who was a big star is uh, yeah
1: Iowa state Iowa State beat
6: number three or five yeah they beat Wisconsin right yeah well the, the their star was in Minnesota you know,
1: yeah, Wisconsin had an, an But I, was, I go, stuff, I go so. back,
6: to, I go back to to the Digger Phelps era, when Digger first showed up. He he came from New York. He, he was at Fordham, right? No, you know, I'm, yeah, I always kind of liked Digger personally. Always got me kind of an old grumpy guy. Can you imagine that? Um, but uh, he 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 was an amazing recruiter. He got guys. He got Adrian Dantley. He got David Rivers. He got Orlando Woolridge. I mean, he he got serious guys. He got the Olafins Wallace. All of a sudden, like later in his career, it was all oh, this re- recruiting game is just is, is too dirty. We can't recruit. We can't. All of a sudden, they're getting like one guy a year. <laughs> they got, like nobody. I mean, and, and this guy's doing the same thing. I mean, it, I mean it, the the guys has got are, are kind of transfers. There's a center, center's a guy from uh, Yale who's already got a bachelor's degree and a, and a master's degree. He's a good ball player. But, but I mean, how do you how do you how do you not even get yourself in the game? I mean, they're AC, they're in the ACC. They go to the tournament, you know, a lot. I mean, how, how do you not?
1: If you're in the ACC, I think you're just in the driver's seat for uh, rankings in terms of strength of schedule and and everybody kind of puts them ahead of everybody else, even the Big East and Big Ten. Now, I'm I'm not sure why, but <clears throat> that's that's just a conference to be in. So, oh,
6: wow. well. I'm saying you should be able to get some people because these, these kids, all they want to do is play. You can tell by this transfer portal. There's no loyalty in any schools. Very, very little. I and mean, if you're sitting on a bench at Duke, you're out of there. You want to play at Iowa State.
1: That one guy, uh, Coleman Lands, I believe he was on Illinois and then he was on DePaul and now he's on Miami. So, like, that's.
6: <laughs> well, you can only, you, I think you, the rules, Reece the rules. Wilson. Years. But I think the rules have now settled that you only get one one transfer without having to sit out. Second one, I think you do. It's more of a Kevin Yeah, concert. but they gave
1: all sorts of exceptions for, for coronavirus. Uh, well, that's coronavirus what I'm saying, but that,
6: that's now over, I think. Now you're, you're, you're settled into one transfer without having to sit. The coronavirus, was the one Yeah, thing?
1: I'm looking right now. I'm seeing Notre Dame and Michigan State are back-to-back in Pomeroy ratings. So, I mean, he's doing okay.
6: Um, well... Did you see the kid when they when they played football, the Irish played Florida State, and they got this tackle that played, he started like 23 games for the Irish over three years. Then, uh, then he ended up getting a COVID year. Then he's in grad school. Anyway, he, he's, last year was his fourth year, and he's playing for Florida State. No, nice guy, I'm not, I'm not giving him any crap, I'm just saying, guess what his year is? He's a junior. No idea. It's, it's his fourth year. He's played four years. He started three of them, maybe he even started the fourth year. He started four years and he's a junior.
1: Is that the five-year or six-year plan? He, well, or he was that that academically.
6: A, he got well, he got, he got a year for uh he must not have uh played all the games as, as a fr- as a freshman or something. But he got a COVID year and then he gets his fi- fifth year for something else.
1: Yeah, that's gotta be some, I wonder, I wonder what the scholarship rules are, because that's, I
6: think you know, as long as they, as long guy. as they give you, uh, you, you gotta, you, that, that's, a lot of guys want to take their fifth year at Notre Dame and they won't let them. Because you can only, I mean, you can only have a certain amount of people on scholarship, even whether it's graduate or otherwise. So you, right. you only have 85 guys on scholarship. So, I mean, if somebody decides to stay and you say, well, that's interesting, you're third string, get the hell out of here. But I mean, you can do that easy. Right? Alright, we had, we had, we got some questions. I'm aggravated with myself here, uh, as usual, because uh, last week, even though... Well, uh, before you switch, who's in your uh, national championship? Uh, you know, I'm I wondering if Duke might sneak in. Duke, huh? Well, I mean, they're, they're coming out of that. They, they beat Texas Tech. Uh, they, that's where they have to play, right? I think they beat Texas Tech. Puts them in a the final. Um, then who do they have to play for that? Duke played Michigan State. Yeah, they won. So now they're going to play the winner of the Irish Texas Tech game, which wasn't the Irish. It was that Texas Tech? Is, is yeah,
1: yeah. I wonder what that spread will be.
6: Uh, well, a big kid Purdue, he's, hes tough to handle. I mean, they're, they're, they could be there.
1: There's three of them. I think three people are close to seven, or one's over seven. Yeah, one seven, kid's like four, seven four. four, so four and for the I other think. two are six ten. Man, oh man, that's a. Uh, I got Purdue and Zona. So you're
6: heard you heard it first. You know, I. I uh, I don't, I don't have any kind of clue. I mean, I, I usually am not up watching a game starting at 9.30 at night for the, for the Western team. So first time I saw Gonzaga play was the other night. And, uh, they, they showed some heart, but they don't look like number one. Well,
1: their stats are pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 they did didn't Three point shooting and their field goal percentage.
6: I mean, they, they dominate. Well, they were, they were going kick most of the game until they had Timmy kick, gave me like six in a row. What the, what's the story with this this team that won their uh, two in a row? The guys, the You're 15th. talking about St. Peter's, right? You know what? When they were playing uh, Kentucky, they did not look overmatched. It wasn't like they, they had one guy that won in 15 threes or anything like that. They they were toe-to-toe with those guys the whole game. They just outplayed them everywhere, inside and outside. I mean, they, got, they
1: just they, have the magic, it seems. I, I, can't.
6: I think they got it's some incredible. players. I don't know where they came from, but I think they got some players. Now they're playing some Trump team, right?
1: They were, St. Peter's played Murray State, so, you know, not, not as great.
6: Yeah, so who do they got to play now?
1: I don't know. Um, it? they play Purdue. Oh, okay. So goodbye.
6: Yeah, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> Yeah, maybe goodbye 15 seed there, but, well, who knows? We'll, we'll see. I mean, every one of these games can't even. It doesn't look, I mean, even, even when the, the low seeds are, how many 11 seeds have won? I mean, um, even across Virginia the Virginia
1: Tech was my was was very disappointing for me. They were an eleven. Texas beat them.
6: Texas isn't bad.
1: Yeah, Texas Texas did all right, um, but I thought that Virginia Tech was actually the better team against Texas. That that kind of Iowa well, State yeah, won against it, LSU.
6: It, it really is is uh, is lousy on who you play because the Irish. uh Look real good against Miami. Oh well, yeah, twice. Michigan was in
1: 11 too. They'd be Colorado yeah,
6: yeah. State. But I mean, the, the Irish, I think, are a, head to head might be a better team than Miami, right? Yet, yesterday against Texas Tech, when they're, they're that big and the Irish got nobody, th- I mean, even though they managed to make it real close, they were not the better team. But now Miami looked really good last night. You know, if you, if you looked at the two yeah, teams, nice. you'd say, it's really kind of... But Miami almost shoots uh, 50%. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's almost like who you, who you play who you match up with. You know, type of thing. I think I think Miami gives yeah. gives Duke fits or the Irish, I don't think they had a chance against Duke. Even though when they play each other, Irish win. It's you know, but, but that's basketball. I mean, I I played my whole life. It it's all about who you match up with, right? I mean, it's it, you know, it's, it's a strange world, but Are you on the inside? Oh god, no. Hackett chief? No, no I'm not uh I wouldn't be, you know what, I, I want no part of what the, these colleges are, all this money, it's just, I, I, they've grown away from me. It's not the same place I went to. Now it's like it's like money, it's like money you. I think they all are. Tomorrow. I wonder how much it costs to be a booster at Notre Dame uh, these days. Well, you know what, now anybody can be a booster with the with the, the Supreme Court thing. But that's the weird part. It's, you know, these, these... Well, how much does it cost to get a, you know, a decent seat, uh, say like...
1: Oh, uh, you got somewhere you gotta, on the fifty-yard
6: line. Well, fifty-yard line, you're not going to get. But if you want to be a member of the uh Soren Society, it's probably two grand a year, and then you'll get that allows you to get the, good, It's not the seats; it's the parking passes. Private parking. Yeah, the parking pass. When I want to go to a game, the I, I mean, parking pass is one hundred and a quarter, and if you can get one for face value, first thing I do is ask my buddy, "Does anybody got what seat can you get me a parking pass for?" Because I don't, I don't care if I ever go to another game. If I go, it's because I know a lot of people that are going and I want to be able to put the Suburban in, in the really good lot and say, here, i got beer and food, come on over and meet. What, I mean, why do I care about the game? Yeah. It's, all, it's all about the camaraderie, right? I'm sure, I as think am think some of the bond traders
1: used to take the party bus, you know, rent the yeah, you do that. Like party bus up there and do their whole day affair and then drive to have them get driven back at night.
6: But, but the idea of driving down there and parking the other side of the tollway and taking the non-existent take-you-back bus to the game, you couldn't get me to do. You couldn't pay me to do that, like a lot of dough. You couldn't pay me to do that. If I, if I don't have the right parking set, the right spot, you know, I'm, 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 everybody knows I'm not, you know, one percent or anything like that. But the point is, I'm, I'm not doing that for a college football game. Give I me a think break. the break
1: even for me would probably be the cost of a golf cart. So yeah, yeah, you could pay me the cost of the golf cart to get me from the parking lot. If you want
6: to go to a game this year, we'll get a parking pass. Here's my shtick. I get on, I, I party with all my guys, and then the minute they head to the stadium I hop in the car and I leave. And there's a terrific bar in Rolling Prairie. If we hustle, I'm not going over a speed limit or anything, but if we hustle, there's nobody nobody driving at that time, because everybody's going to the game, right? We can make it to the bar with maybe five minutes into the game. Watch the first half there. Hop, grab a good burger, hop in the car, and there's a nice bar in Michigan City. And uh watch the second half there and we'll have a house in Michigan City and that's where we stay overnight there. So it's a great day. It sounds like a solid plan. So it got it all figured out. They, they, what's, that, what's the good beer? The Yingling or something that they have in Indiana now. The Bar and Rolling Prairie has a, has ice ice mugs. Stuff is delicious. Grab a couple of those, a nice burger. Watch the first half. You're good to go. Why do I want to sit on some seat <laughs> with my knees and the guy in front of me and, and no room for me? I mean, I would, and somebody. Uh, I, I need. I've done that way too many times. Just saying. All right. Hey. Uh, solid strategy. Well oh you gotta you gotta have you gotta have a uh, strategy. Just saying. But uh what uh I'm kicking myself here, uh Greg, because we had a nice week last year. I left a lot of room to the upside, although not enough, right? And as yeah. soon as I saw it go up, I'm saying, You dumb why I mean I left five percent room to the upside what we were up, like seven from the bottom or something. So I had really good days around until Friday. And then uh Friday we did you know, we kinda got no position, our calls were sort of buried you know, who knows, today maybe, well now we're up today, so, but then all of a sudden I, I kept looking for the federal numbers, and I don't, I, Greg, I'm, I'm getting so conspiratorial, I don't, I can't even believe myself, I'm sitting there going, these mofos, I'll bet you that last week, despite all the, the, the stuff about a uh, hawkish Fed, at the end of the week we're going to find out that these guys were pouring money in all week, what these guys were talking, sure enough. The, uh, the pour-in last week was $54 billion. And the Fed, yeah. I mean, it's up to, we're up to eight, eight, nine, fifty-four in the Fed balance sheet. He's, I mean, I, and wow. I, but, but I, I know <laughs> that there's people that know they're doing it. Right? And they won't, matter of fact, these numbers didn't come out to, and that was late Friday, they're supposed to come out Friday morning. If they didn't come out to Friday afternoon or this morning. I mean, uh, I, I just, why, why, why are we putting up with this, Greg? And it, that they're letting people know what they're doing, and I mean, if, if I knew this, if you'd have told me this number last week, you, I would—I wouldn't have sold a, would not sold a call all week. I'd have been buying everything. This information is well, gold. It, what I
1: would look at—I uh I mean, have you have you seen the Tevix or the Tyvix, the one that keeps the the vol on the bonds? I've not in the in the notes. So during the beginning of March, it went crazy. It went from like. Six to sixteen or something like that. That's so huge. That's nine.
6: huge for bats.
1: And ever since I, I think it was uh, what the twentieth or so, it's been it's it's like you took a hammer and hammered it all the way back down to five. So in my mind, you know, that just means BTFD.
6: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean. Uh, the uh, the amount of trading that's got to be coming out of Washington and these banks, every one of these big firms is having huge year. and they're all they're all saying, "Well, it's because of trading." Well, god, they know they know where it's going. Did Nancy Pelosi
1: have uh, have there, heard that page takedown that was tracking her portfolio? I kind of want to do whatever she's doing.
6: Um, yeah, well, I, I have to believe that the stuff going on with the Chinese uh, internet stocks, where the, where the SEC was all over them, and now they're now they're not. Uh, this, this this guy from the SEC now now he wants to know what firms are doing about global warming. What does that have anything to do with the SEC?
1: <laughs> but but it's the topic of the week. It's called trend jacking, chief.
6: But I mean, but the point being is, if he goes after somebody and lets yeah. somebody know beforehand, that's a tradable event. And does he does he keep the stuff? I, mean, I was pretty impressed. We had a long long time ago. We had somebody on from the the uh, the commodities department. The, uh, what do you call these guys? The uh, at the, uh, what's it's a commodity group? The CFTC? Yeah, the CFTC. And, uh, uh, and they were talking about how they, when they put out crop reports, like, like in the, like Beaks, right, in the movie, um, they, they places. well, yeah, they shut down the whole movie, they shut down the whole building, and they won't, nobody gets to bring their cell phones in, and, uh, if you're there like a vending machine guy, you can't leave until after the, the number comes out. And, uh, and, and, and if, if you really want To be secret You can be These guys don't want to be anymore they, 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 That's why you're there That's why you're in Washington Is to make money trading I think If you're in the right spot but You know what I tell you what If I was president yeah, I'm pretty
1: sure That the numbers Come out Electronically first And then they talk about them So the AI that That's reading the Those You know You'll see it Ahead And uh, in, At least in the beans or so That You'll get the giant swings, even before really uh, they announce whatever or the, because they al- release it electronically first. And if you have the right uh, software, you know, the, I think, I think some companies here actually back that software. What the, what, I'm not talking uh, about that. Reading. I'm talking about
6: the pulse. Somebody knows them before that. I'm talking about the, the pulse week. If you go back and, l- I mean, right, I should be able to line this up. If I, if I cared enough about it, I would. Just aggravate me. That the w- week every month, if you look at the the actual balance sheet creep up, it's about what they say it's going to happen. But the the week that it really explodes is the week that they're talking coming out with the policy. But I mean, so that it's it's not even because they they want they want the market to go up the week they're talking. I mean when this week when I saw I mean w- with these guys coming up with a you know seven six or seven moves in the next year, bonds were up all week. Now why we're buying up? The bond's up because the Fed's buying them. I mean, that, that's the information you need. I don't, I don't, who cares so how about do we,
1: how do we front run that? Do we do it via the bond I, options or do we do I it think via one of, the, uh,
6: one of us better, better options. Get, one of us better get elected. It appears. <laughs> and again, you know, not just elected, but in a real spot. Now I'm, I'm sure the, num- the, the first year congressman is not privy to these numbers. These, these are way high up the chain. Matter of fact, uh, we got a. Da- you got a. Okay, you presence. get
1: elected. I'll get appointed, and then we can take. Well, let me. Over.
6: Uh, I'll give you a quick one. Is for this, this is a, a, an old guy statement, but I remember it like it was yesterday. I was driving. Uh, I used to, when I lived first moved to the north side. I still take my mom to breakfast every Sunday or Saturday, whatever day was better for her. And so I'm driving downtown, down south. It's like seven in the morning, which, of course, nobody else is out in those days. And they've got one of those shows, on, it's like Face the Nation or something. something. but it wasn't. It wasn't a Sunday show. I think it was a Saturday. Somebody had a. Uh, a radio, nationwide radio show. I don't know who the hell it was. Uh, and he's got, um, Schultz, was it, was it George Schultz is on? And he was Reagan's, uh, Secretary of the Treasury. And so he goes, uh, the guy says to him, uh, Secretary, uh, I always had this question. I'm going to ask it, so we're on radio. He goes, I'm going to ask you this question. He goes, how many people, before a big number comes out that's like a tradable number, how many people have access to that? Information. He goes, I know, like obviously the president is going to have it because he can't be walking to his helicopter and say, what do you think of the labor numbers? And him go, what labor numbers? I mean, I, I know, I know that can't happen. He said, but who's on that list? So Schultz was an honest guy. He says, oh, funny you should mention that. When I first get, got there, I asked the same question. I get this big list of names. I'm like, what are all these people doing on this list? And, uh, and, and, and I started trying to knock people off the list. It was the hardest thing I ever did in politics, and finally I gave up. So, but it's not like it's new, but I think it's expanded even more. And the no- and because yeah, the, because the fine. Fed's so involved, the numbers mean more now. I mean, the Fed buying stuff. I mean, you know, how, how do you be? I don't care who you are. You could be right. These bonds eventually are going to go down because of the because of the inflation and the inf- inflation rate. But how do you fight the Fed this week? You, you don't have 40 billion to challenge the Fed, at least I don't. Anyway, just saying. Right. thank you very much. Challenging buddy. the
1: Fed, sounds like. Yeah.
6: Yeah. <laughs> Next week I got a bunch of questions for you about, about the different products, the different like oil, different grain, and how, and how accurate do you have to be on the, on the, on the grade and all that other kind of stuff? Cause, uh, I was going through some of the oil things last week, and boy, there's, there's oil contracts all over the world. There's gotta be 20 of them. So here
1: was one of my ex, yeah, here's one of my, uh, Notes from this weekend, if you take the price of wheat from i don 't know the seventies and eighties and the average price around four bucks and your inflation index it to now you know it's around twenty dollars
6: no but <laughs> i'm saying if, uh, if you put it in the inflation calculator it's probably five fifty should be <laughs> right
1: i don't know well since, know.
6: since' nineteen since two thousand the infl- the inflation would have you at point five eight higher so it'd be It'd be six twenty if you put it in the inflation cap, and what is it twelve?
1: We now it's around ten.
6: Okay, so it's, it's like it's like double it, double or triple the increase of what yeah. it what the CPI would be telling you. All right, bud, take care of yourself. SP future up two fifty. Nasdaq futures up fifty cents. Talk to you next week. Be right back,
0: Mister Jeff Flanagan. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox.
3: 8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com CognosHR, innovation and human resources, licensed in Illinois and Arizona
6: Stocks jocks, and jocks, Stocks and Jocks You are out
0: of control
6: Right here, right now Right here, right now Hello and welcome to and I'm Tom he's Matt Byrne on the board. SP futures now up three Can't be down with the Fed putting all this money in. the NASDAQ futures up eight seventy five. dollars um, The game never changes. Those guys are in for, in for a penny, in for a pound. There's, not, there's no amount of money they're not willing to print to, to save whatever policy they think they've got going. The only thing down this morning is a Dow down 56 Because we got Boeing still down 12 bucks through the 737 crash over in China. This was not a 737 max. Interestingly enough, even though the 737 was cleared to fly, Max was cleared to fly here and in China, none of them are flying in China, which is kind of strange. This was a 737-800 model, which is the uh, the newest before the Max, I believe, so nobody knows why it went down, but it was flying, and all of a sudden, it went down, so that, that's not good. 132 people on board. Redax up 20.1%, FTSE up 54.7, CAC around up 5, call that flat, so we got the What's he leading the pack over there? Friday the Dow was up 274, S&P up 51, Nasdaq up 279. Uh, Nasdaq was 2%, two, two Again, I think now we know why. The Fed was a buyer. Uh, Asia, today we got the Nikkei up 174.6%, Shanghai up 2 call that flat. Hang Seng down 191, that's 0.9%. Uh, again, the Hang Seng continues to have trouble. And those, those are the ones, that's where all the uh, Chinese internet stocks are all listed, that we have listed here. Uh bonds up four basis points, two point one nine. The Bund, wow, point four four one over over. 0.4. Uh, those guys flew down to negative maybe three weeks to another bounce way back up. Uh Japan uh, two there unchanged. Oil. Well it was up four forty-eight. That's almost well it's over four percent. 109.18 this morning. Brent up four eighty-three, one twelve seventy-six, natural gas up three cents, four eighty-nine. Bob up 8 cents, 332. we got gold down 230 at 1927, silver up 13 cents, 25.22, copper down six cents, four seventy-six, and we have Bitcoin down eighty bucks at 41,266. Matt 48 Forest Traffic Weather Sports.
7: Yeah, good morning everyone. It's currently 637 here in Chicago on March 21st, 2022. First, let's get you into sports. Last night in the NBA, the Phoenix Suns take down the Sacramento Kings 127 to 124. It's a good game. Tonight, Chicago Bulls at the Toronto Raptors, uh, 7 p.m. Central Time. That's right here in Chicago. Last night in hockey, Blackhawks lost to the Winnipeg Jets six to four, and the Coyotes lose to the San Jose Sharks four to two. That's all for sports. Currently, weather in Chicago mostly ca- cloudy. It's gonna be cloudy all day. Uh, 45 degrees, high of 68, low of 45. In Phoenix, partly cloudy. Currently, uh, 4 4:38 right there. Uh, we've been. We've been debating on that on that time in Phoenix for a while now, but it's but it, yeah, it is it is it is uh, confirmed on that time that the uh, uh, they do not sell they do not celebrate daylight savings time. Oh, What's I think it? they're
6: going to next year.
7: Well, hey, I hear that you know they they said that we're supposed to stop it. Uh, you know, they've passing all sorts of rule new rules. I'm not sure about it yet, but um, but yeah, uh, currently 59 degrees uh, there, uh, high of 77 and a low of 53. Uh, in traffic currently uh, in Chicago, slow down the eastbound uh, eastbound on Eisenhower from Wolf Road to Displains Avenue. Slow down eastbound on the Kennedy uh, from Cumberland to Foster. Traffic westbound on the Edens from I-55 south to Randolph with a concentration at Taylor Street. And the traffic northbound on Stevenson from uh, Illinois Route 171 to the exit ramp at 292. Uh, And keep in mind there is slow traffic on the exit ramp. Also keep in mind that tonight there's a Bulls game uh, we mentioned earlier. That'll be at the United Center at 7 p.m. Expect heavy traffic in that area. And that's all we got, Tom. Back to you. Well, yes, sir.
6: Yesterday I was uh, all over the jan. We have jan? Alright buddy, Um I was, uh, we have all kinds of stuff to talk about here today, but the, uh, uh Russian bonds have actually opened here, uh, finally today. They're up 19.7%, uh, was their pre-market trade. Next they settled back down to 13%, uh, I guess their first day of trading. Uh, um, so we'll see where that goes. The, uh, so yesterday I was, uh, the, the, the things you know the things people do uh for their significant others um Audrey had a uh a rental she'd done the she'd sold this guy the place and so went anyway she's got a rental up on uh north side near Kennedy so I said well you, i'll drive you so of course we get on the, the tri state and there's you know nothing but traffic coming the other way It, it is possible to go probably a hundred and some miles in Chicago traffic and never see a policeman i'm oh. not exactly sure why that is but so we get a lot of this, John. We're driving along and I get on the tri-state, get on at that big, that Willow Springs, uh, entrance. And all of a sudden I'm, I'm in the right lane and this guy in front of me, there's smoke coming out of the back of his car. And I go, something, something weird's going on here. So I, I pull around the guy because the last thing I want is, you know, this thing to blow up in front of me. And I see this dude, he's got his flashers on. The front of the car is, is a mess. The, the, the hood is down or the fender's on the ground. It's scraping along, making, making, uh, sparks. And obviously there's some problem with the engine. The engine's smoking up, bellowing out the back. But the guy's going like 70 miles an hour. And uh, so just as we go by him, when I can't, because he's got to get off an exit by Hinsdale there, and I go, Audrey goes, you know what, I'll bet he was just in an accident, and he's he's running away from the scene. He must have hit a person or another car. It looked like he he was just in a crack-up, and like must have spun around, and now he was, he didn't care if he blew his car up as long as he got away from the scene. And I, we we... Went around him and didn't get the license plate, unfortunately, so we couldn't really call in where they get. But I'll, I'll bet we just witnessed something weird, John. I mean, uh, this guy was obviously run, getting running away from something. Man. How weird is that? This is like 11 o'clock
7: on a Sunday morning.
6: I hope he didn't hit another person.
7: Yeah, I think that's what you call an accidental lowrider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but
6: the dude is, it wasn't like he was limping along at 25 or anything. He's doing like 70. He, he was escaping something. And then of course, oh, yeah. oh, yeah,
4: and it probably, you know, something for which he was responsible. Oh. And it might, might not have just been a traffic incident either, so.
6: I hope he didn't hit a person. I mean, uh, you know, the damage in the front could have been caused by, you know, hitting a person at a high speed. I hope it wasn't, but. Uh, it could I'm have not... been
4: a robbery or a carjacking or, you know. Could have been anything. Too, you know, just fleeing the
6: scene, so. So then we, uh, the Kennedys backed up, so we, all right, well, there's no way we're going back on the tri-state that way because it was a mess. So we decided to go through downtown, which wasn't all that horrible. So we got on the Stevenson. The Stevenson's absolutely packed. Coming the other way is this 18-wheeler. The cab is absolutely... The cab is a cinder. We're not talking about a little bit of a fire, John. This thing, it was all melted. I don't know what this guy hit. I don't think I've ever seen a fire like that. I think all of a sudden the Gapers blocks, you know, uh the Gapers thing... And, like, each direction is, like, five miles, so Stevenson is impassable. So, so never a policeman anywhere. We just, it's just startling. Just startling. I don't know where they all are, but... Well,
4: I live in this sleepy neighborhood on the northwest side. In fact, it's, it's so sleepy that a block from me, early yesterday morning, some bunch of people stole nine luxury automobiles out of this place worth a million bucks. So Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah, it has to be an inside job, I would think, to you know, lay the land well enough, but it's also just the sleepy stretches of Elson Avenue, so I think a lot goes on there that you know, nobody sees or nobody you know, pays attention to, so that gives me pause, too. Well, they arrested three guys
6: yesterday for uh, carjacking 12, 13, and 12, I think, what the ages.
4: Well, they're
6: starting younger, that's for Well, sure. you know, yeah, and of course you don't get prosecuted or anything.
4: Well, and a lot of these are, are, I think, they're handpicked by whatever outfit they're working for, either to hold the gun or shoot the gun, whether it's carjacking or something else, because they know that they'll be tried as minors, and they'll be, you know, given some leniency probably, and they'll be back out on the street before long doing the same thing, but worse this time. So it's it's all strategizing, too. It isn't just that, you know, people are becoming less moral at a younger age, but they're being recruited.
6: And oh yeah, yeah. This,
4: but by higher ups so who are getting smarter about how to dodge big jail sentences themselves. So,
6: well, if, if anybody if anybody thinks in some of these areas that the parent is the biggest influence on these kids, I mean, I, I whether you're you know you're some tree hugger from God knows where, I mean, I got news for you. That's not the case. I mean, that is not the case. It hasn't been the case in sports forever, and it's surely not in. uh I mean, if somebody actually wants to go to work somewhere, you know the abuse he's going to get, what are you going to work at McDonald's for 10 bucks an hour when you can make this much doing stuff working for me, doing dastardly deeds? I mean, uh, these neighborhoods are, the the family system is totally broken down. I mean, the idea that uh, these these kids actually, I mean, they might have a mom somewhere, but uh, I don't think they have what you call a family, do you?
4: No, and if there is any kind of a family structure, they're very likely benefiting from Whatever these kids are into, they don't—they're not really in position to say, "I don't want you earning a paycheck that way." They're perfectly happy to get the procedural benefit of having that kind of income too.
6: So. Yeah, it's a, you know—I don't. Uh, there are, there's, are incredible things that need to be fixed for us to be fixed, and one of them, i, I almost almost and I don't know how you could do this, Sam, but I think people that are arrested here out of the quote hood, I don't think they should be hanging with their partners in county jail. I think there needs to be, I don't know, a place in Idaho that you send people. And, uh, by the way, you don't get to talk to your buddies and you don't come back until you have a trade or, or at least get a high school education. We need to invest some money. And we we can't keep doing the things we've always done without expecting the same results we've always gotten, right? Isn't that the, isn't that the line?
4: Oh, yeah. And, you know, the, there's enough of that kind of connection, even after you get put away in, in whatever jail system. Um, to keep your, your criminal enterprise going, and we've seen it with the El Rukins here, with Larry Hoover and Jeff Ford and people like that. But you can see it even on all the crime shows, too. You know, this has almost become a stereotype. That this putting people away in jail does not stop their, their control of whatever they're, they're into before they went to jail.
6: Well, unless you decide to move them somewhere else. Right. Um, and and
4: you, you know, it's a, a somewhat more incorruptible jail system apparently than what we have.
6: <laughs> well, there are states that I think are better. I mean, oh yeah, I, I think yeah, it's right. a lot better. But the, uh, I mean, here everything's. I don't, I, I don't know if you were hearing earlier. I, this, the money pouring in by the Fed last week. I, this is unconscionable to me, Jan. I mean, what, what are we doing here? The, the morals spewing out of Washington—they're telling everybody to be amoral, I think. How does this? How does this even? Uh, there's, there's a guy, uh, a guy, um, the, the, uh, I going to try and get him on because she sort of knows the dude. He's the Orland mayor who, uh, has gotten amazing kudos for everybody by keeping the place running during COVID and being the first to say, if you can put picnic tables out in the parking lot, do it without even a permit. Um, he's done his, you know, is he's, let's put it this way. He ran about the most business friendly COVID operation you could, right? Uh, you know we're not we're not shutting down, just to have less people in the place, that kind of thing um, but now he's running for u s representative, and i you know i don't I don't have no idea what his chances are or anything like that, but i really uh really would love to have him on and just ask, as a mayor i mean by most people's I mean I, you know i'm not gonna uh, suck up to the guy because i don't I don't really know him that well, but I said by all accounts, I mean you steered your place through. Uh, Covid, you know, as well or better as anybody else. You made a lot of good decisions. It appears uh, you're very popular. Why would somebody want to become a U.S. rep? I mean, I know, I know it's a it's a huge political step up, Jen. But but is it really to be a freshman rep? No, I, you
4: know, it's it's not even a lateral move, Tom. I, <laughs> I think you. Unless you you are being encouraged, I think it's usually the case because you you have to have some kind of financial backing to even make an announcement, you know, that you're going to pursue any kind of a race like that. And he may have been, you know, seduced by some claims of people around him that he can do this, and they'll, you know, give him X amount of money to run. And you know, for whatever reason, he may look like an, an attractive candidate to people who are supporting him. But it, it doesn't really mean that you're ever going to get any more say in the way things are run than you have now, and you may get less say because it will it will be burned out of you, <laughs> you know, in, in short you know, order in Washington D.C. Whatever your starry-eyed image you had of your ability to change things in Orland Park, I think is going to be short-lived.
6: Well, I mean, in Orland Park, I think he did a, an amazing job, and he's real and he's re- and he's very popular, and I mean, it, it, I I can understand his. Uh, is wanting to step up, okay? I just don't, uh, I don't, I, 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 I'm getting this really horrible feeling that the first, let's put it this way, the the, if he gets hired in Washington, if he gets elected, which I, you know, I hope he does, Audrey likes the guy, I mean, I, and plus, you know, I don't know, what he's running against, whether, uh, but he, so say he does. He's, he, he He's not going to get the, the the nod from the Fed and and them putting money in when they're not supposed to be <laughs> telling you they're not going to when they are. He, he, where, do you, where along the chain do you do you get to the point where you get that info? And right,
4: and you know he he really got his name you know bandied around because during the, the vaccine mandates that were instituted at the end of last year, um, he just said you know we're not going to enforce those here. Yeah, and he was very you know matter of fact about it. He wasn't like making it, a crusade out of it, but I gave the guy so much credit for for standing up for that. But the problem is that even if you were to go to the to Congress with that kind of a mindset, the next time there's any kind of a suggestion of mandates or anything, it isn't like Congress is going to be asked to vote on it. It will be some executive order or some governor somewhere making the choice and and he'll be out of the loop he won't be able to do as much to prevent this kind of nuttiness from becoming contagious so um just, just, just the way things have turned out, I think. You know, you, you, unless you really have some connections and you have some groundswell of people like you, Congress is not the place to have a, a consensus opposed to what we've been seeing. Whether it's the you know, inflationary response or the COVID lockdowns or anything else, the, the, the Congress is not where it's at at all in any of this. And I think they've been.
6: Well, I think it tabulated. is. I think, it's, I think it is in the sense that it's where all the money's at. If, if you're one of the top ten people, it's where the, it's where this it's where the scratch is. It, it, it's the person, you have, you have the, you have the power to write in, uh, you know, burn moving in storage is the, is the preferred, uh, storage place for whatever in, in Illinois if we need, all of a sudden we need storage. You, you, you get, you get to, uh, to, to, to write in the lobbyist on, on page you know, 1,000 of the bill or some line that says you've got to buy this, this, this amount of masks and you just happen to be the mask guy. I mean, there, there are people on committees that, that have that kind of power, but you're not going to get that first year, I don't think. Or no, first- and
4: you're not ever probably going to get the strength to go against that because if you start turning down lobbyist money or just thumb your nose at the, at the people telling you what to do, you're out. You, you are just completely frozen out of everything. And including your your fundraising ability,
6: too. So. I just, I wonder if, uh, like, last, well, we're pushing year and a half now, the last congressional in, in 2020, uh, late 2020. So we had, uh, I, I saw the three Democrats. They came on, uh, I don't know, whatever the two are, Face the Nation, the only one meet the press. And the, the week before, I, I heard the Republicans, because I was in the car. And uh, three young people, Democrats, were... I think it was, uh, one lady who had just been, uh, African American lady, law degree, she'd been to Iraq two, three times. The, p- the poor girl had, uh, she had a nasty cold so she could barely talk, but you could just tell, you're throwing her record up there. Talk about, you know, you look at this and you go, and there was, there were two guys, and the two guys, one of them, uh, was brilliant. And he, he had all, all these degrees, not, not from Harvard, but from other places. And he, the only problem is he looks just like Putin, uh, but, but other, you know, which is not so good these days. But I'm sitting there going, these three people were outstanding. The week before, I heard the three Republican young people. Again, it was like maybe one lady and two guys. I'm not sure. It might have been two ladies, one guy. And uh, But they all sounded like they they were, you know, if you listen to these six people, you'd say America's in pretty good hands. I have not heard any of their names since. I wonder if they're even running again, Jen. Or if they just got there and said, this is a waste of time.
4: Well, or bought off. Or you know, given something else to placate them I think a lot of this the horse trading you know before elections and the way that you know positions are lined up and the kind of promises that are made to keep people away from races is just as you know corrupt and maybe even more corrupt than the process of pushing people to to get into these races Um, and I mean Illinois is maybe the best example of how effective that can be when it's coordinated carefully you're right it, it, a lot of these people if they get any kind of you know notoriety um, that's perceived as a threat always by somebody yep And depending on who that person is they can easily muscle enough support to ruin you you know and to sabotage any effort you've got to get on the ticket or to win if you do get on it so yeah I, I will, I'm not kind of surprised about that I think that's, they, they can be sent to oblivion for just having one you know Pretty good appearance on a national stage. If, if that seems to create an issue for somebody else, they, they don't like that. Go, those people will be gone from the public. Well,
6: you would never. No matter which side I ran for, or if I ran for independent, if I ever landed there, which I never will, uh, the idea that somebody's going to tell me how to vote every time—that's not why I'm there. Sorry, pal. <laughs> <laughs> that's not me, and I don't think it's any of us. But, but I mean, uh, but I mean, I, I just—I'd go through all this just so I could, you could tell me it. I'm just I'm just a road vote for two years. I I don't think that would be me.
4: And you you know you look at a film like Frank Capra's Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, you know the Jimmy Stewart and yeah. Bob Raines, Gene Arthur movie. This was an issue, you know, eighty years ago. <laughs> I mean, another an issue that 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 film has really resonated with viewers, you know, down the decades. But if it was bad in 1937 or 38, what the heck is it now? <laughs>
6: Well, I, I used to remember a lot of crossover votes. I mean I this idea that you know the that the uh the, the Senate is, you know, forty nine fifty and it's gonna be forty nine fifty in every single vote. I I don't remember that, do you? No. No. it's
4: very unhealthy. You know. You don't need a two party system, really. You just you can't have a one party system if if it's that deeply divided.
6: Yeah, I don't uh it's strange stuff, but I mean I, but I my concern, John, is that you know again every day I talk about it because the reason why I do, I can't I can't go a night or a or a day where I don't run into somebody. It's starts talking to me about raise prices going up or this that, and the other thing. I mean it's 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 re, it's relentless to the point and yet the the difference and this is the part I, I cannot I cannot emphasize enough. The difference between whether inflation is good or bad is is so uneven. I mean, there are people who think, obviously, if, if the, if if the, uh, there are people who thought the, the inflation was all right in the Weimar Republic because the market went to like a million. Right? I mean, uh, oh, yeah. so, I mean, he, but he, but when the place went under, but this idea that we don't care about, as long as we got our money in the market and the market's going up, we don't care about the price, everything else goes up. At some point, the, the, the civil unrest is going to reach, it's, it's already percolating, Jan. You know, it's it's percolating. I'm not I'm not talking you know armed revolution, anything, but how far do these guys think they can push this? Is is there no end to it? Even mean you know the, the weird part in the in the '70s when this started, they started f- trying to fight inflation with interest rates. When it got to like five or six percent, they're like, we we can't do this to people. <laughs> I mean, but now there, there's no morals whatsoever. They they don't care if it's twelve percent, and they're going to talk about it, but they don't care. I mean, I, I've never seen, ever, I'm maybe, you know, not coming out of the presidential spot because the people listen to them. I have never seen in my, in my lifetime the amount of BS that's, that is being spoken like by the Fed and everything. If you listen to CNBC and you listen to the Steve Leismans in the world with these Fed lap, When I say Fed lab talk, it's a lousy thing to say. But the point is, they, they can't argue against them. It, it's been six to nine months that these guys are going to make this, this change every day for 18 hours over along the the, the TV's on for, for, for finance. it's all you talk about. God, what do you think about the Fed? Are they going to raise the quarter point? God, what do you think about the Fed? What do you think four quarter points? It's going to do nothing, Jen. It's going to do nothing. It's, it's, it, 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 we are right now, we are as expansionary as we've ever been. It, when all we do is talk all day about, about how the most important thing we are is fighting inflation. It's like, it's like somebody saying, you really got a problem with your backyard. You got grubs because there's too much water out there. Meanwhile, the guy's got the sprinkler in. It's ex- that's exactly what we have.
4: Well, I ha- have to say, too, that after the, you know, the announcement last week about raising rates, by <laughs> a minuscule amount, shows we're in for a much worse situation for the long haul than we envisioned because there is no way you're going to make any kind of impact with what's happening with those kinds of interest rates. I mean, historically, we we know pretty well how little effect that will have on anything. Um, but then you, you know, you've got credible people in editorials and everything else saying, "Oh, you know, inflation doesn't hurt the lower income people more than other people."
6: Oh, good. Uh, but inflation oh, yeah. is
4: not because of money supply issues. I mean, we've got we've got people with PhDs supposedly and in big jobs spouting this nut stuff, and nobody's calling them out <laughs>
6: except how, how, you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. How, how does how does inflation at 10 or 15 percent over a period of like a decade not 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 hurt not hurt a guy whose 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 income went from 32 to 36 i mean what 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 plan are you on to say something like that well,
4: did you see the the uh, advice from bloomberg about you know how lower income people can weather this storm you know just start start eating lentils instead of meat you know forego veterinary care for your animals let them die so that you know you won't have to worry about vet bills I'm
6: sorry. This does not really work for most people. Well, at least they're not down to no toilet paper. Well, give them time. As <laughs> we <laughs> futures up up one, as futures down ten. Be right back, Stacks and Jacks.
0: ye hear ye the homer broadcasting system is on the air there was long ones tall ones short ones brown ones black ones round ones big ones crazy ones My ear. Something
6: crazy, she said, <laughs> <laughs> Do I Well, and welcome back, and jacks. Yeah, that's one from the past. I seem to recall being at a couple of those off-campus parties with Mr. Flannigan. were kind of like those. Just saying. Dan, remember those?
4: Yep, no, I remember that song being blasted on somebody's stereo.
6: Yeah, it's a uh, and uh, there was kind of odd looking people in those. Uh were you went the one where the guy was drinking the uh, the lighter fluid, and I said something yes. about, "Hey, you know, it's not so good for you, is it?" And he said, "Oh, it says right here, harmful or fatal if swallowed." Took another swig. <laughs> I, I may have missed that one. <laughs> it was, uh, I was—I don't know—I don't know who dragged me to that one, but it was uh, one of your <laughs> friends. Was a. It was uh, a. Uh, remember, the guy had a lazy susan. Every every one of the parts of the Lazy Susan instead of nuts were different kind of pills. I said, yeah, what am I doing here? <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't wait to get out of there. I, I can't p- believe I lived through it. Tom. I just I teach just myself uh, I'm still alive. You know? Well, I, I never partook of any of it, but I said, uh, hey, let's go to this off-campus party. And of course, I drove, so I had to gather up the idiots. I wasn't going to leave anybody there. You know, So gathering them up was always tough. Uh When you got one car, there's always people in the car, right? We never went anywhere like less than four or five. Um anyway those were done well, I, think, I think
4: some of some of our circle of friends may have been responsible for the reduction in property values you know or in the you know the housing around the campus
6: the housing around the campus was, should be
4: brought down the just you know, the, the tenor of what was going on around there
6: well the are the, the guys that you know the if anybody will remember way back the, the off-campus at, at, in South Bend was uh, really bad. I mean, it, yep. you could be like two blocks from... It was for the a, slumlord but, quality, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you could be two blocks from campus and maybe get a decent place, but if you went any further than that, who are the guys that couldn't, they couldn't go home for spring break because whenever whenever they weren't home, the place got robbed. Then the same guys would drive down the street every night and look to see if somebody was home, and if, if nobody was home, they'd robbed them. <laughs> it was like, okay, so even if everybody... If four of the guys went out to the bar, one guy to stay home and guard the place. Uh, th- that's that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> South Bend in well, 19- some of these places were really
4: not what I would call habitable. No,
6: you know, well, South yeah, Bend in 1970. Some of
4: guys w- living the high life, you know, with music blasting out of every window. Different music.
6: So. Well, I mean, like you know, I went to see our, our buddy Tim Conway, who was a, uh, a masters in chem- uh, well, he was a chemist, masters in chemistry at Ohio State. That was a whole different program. Boy, you were. You're in downtown Columbus, and there were all kinds of decent apartments. And right, I mean, it was it was like it was like Ohio State City. That was really neat. I mean, uh, there were people in dorms, but be, you could get an apartment, and uh, the apartments were you know they weren't they weren't they weren't you know now like you'd want to have one, but for college guys, they were perfect. They were, you know, and uh, but I mean, there were nice places. So, I mean, there were all kinds of apartments, student apartment building, I mean, didn't of any that in South Bend.
4: No, I, I remember visiting my brother in Boston in college years, and I mean, it was old housing, but it was beautiful. Yeah, good housing stock, and you had your pick of places, and rents were pretty cheap. Man, South Bend had these tumble-down frame cottages that were, you know, a hundred years old when we were there, and they hadn't been painted or, or touched for repairs in probably
6: fifty years. So. Well, I mean, it was just was a city that was on, on and down. I mean, Studebaker yeah. was gone, and uh, well, now now even Bendix is gone, aren't they?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I and mean, the population has continued to plunge since we were there. So it's just it's just skirted around hundred
6: thousand though I think so. yeah they've tried to do something the the, the mayor actually Buttigieg judge did an okay job. they got the baseball team downtown they got a few things going, but uh eh, I'm still thinking they're not they're not doing the best,
4: I think we saw it in it's dying gasps, I know, really yeah, sure.
6: I think we uh, we sort of did, but anyhow uh I you know what do you, what do you think we 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 need to talk about uh the ukraine situation i they're just going to wreck this entire country, or, or what? what this is uh, this is sort of crazy. and then we, you know, and uh, you know, we have a couple of people on the show. I mean, Carl is, is, you know, I honestly believe I don't disagree with Carl on too much, but uh, just the idea that the, uh, you know, I, I thought I made a couple of good points on Friday with him. I don't know if you were listening, but I mean, just just because the, well, let's start from the beginning. I mean, I, I tried to make the connection between... Uh, after World War I, uh, Germany went to the Versailles Treaty, and actually, the economist who was at the Versailles Treaty was the young John Kane, John uh, and, uh you know, and I think he did a horse bleep job, to be honest with you. Well, well not if you were on one side. When they got up on the table, 90% or 95% of the then-known oil reserves in the world were on one side of the table. So, that treaty essentially, to me, cemented the idea that there was going to be a World War II, all right? I mean, Germany had to figure out a way to to say we can't live under this, and eventually, under Hitler, they did. Now, I have ultimate justification for Hitler or anybody else who would have gone up in that spot saying, this thing is an outrage, we've got to get rid of, you know, these particular caveats in this treaty... Uh, and I would I would say that I would be a quote on their side, in in evening that up, okay. But once you start going to Poland and blasting people, it, it's you know the to me the bets are off, right? You, you don't get to do that. No, and I I think if we were privy to all the stuff Carl was looking at in terms of w- the Western ac- activities into the Ukraine and promises about not recruiting people for NATO and the, the European Union because it's a buffer state for Russia. If you look at it through Russia's mind, there is some justification to be pissed off at the Western alliance for trying to yank Ukraine away, away from them and those kinds of things. I think I I, I get all of that, Jen. like it doesn't mean you get to go in and start shelling every city. I mean, we're not we're not even close to justification for that. I don't. We're or you know, some people seem to think, and Carl Warner was one of them, seems to think that as long as that, that somehow the West is at fault here. No, we're not. I mean, it's it's like it's like me being at fault for you know some some kid in the hood carjacking because I didn't I didn't come up with enough money for lunch or something like that, and when he was five years old, you know what? I maybe should have come up with some more, there should have been better programs, but I didn't carjack the car. He did. You know, I mean, where, where am I wrong here? Well, I, I have to say I'm with Carl
4: on this because uh, what we've done, you know, historically, is to destabilize Ukraine and, and other places too. But Ukraine is the is the most point sensitive version of this because we, we we made it so that Ukraine was pretty much positioning itself to not work with Putin or even on Putin's side. Period.
6: Why would he, and again? It, why would that, he want to? The place is a bunch of thugs. Why would anybody want to work with the guy?
4: He's a thug. Oh, I mean, look at, look at who's running Ukraine. Okay, now. but uh, right, mean, what I'm
6: saying is, would you
4: It's, it's want, thuggery on a, on a different scale, but it's thuggery nonetheless. Okay, it's but... It's thuggery we pushed too. So I, I'm, just, I'm with Carl in that we we created a situation where we made it impossible for these two states to get along. Whether we, we should have sided with somebody else or gone with somebody better than Zelensky or who knows what, but we've we pushed and, and supported a guy, and they're still supporting a guy, antithetical no way this guy is going to work with Putin or Putin with him and we knew that and we still know it and okay. the people in Washington pulling those, the strings have always known this and it's exactly why we pushed him so it's the fact that we've now made it so that Putin you pull, pull out all the stops to get this guy out of there and get the country fully under his control is about the least surprising thing I can think of in the last 15 years what the heck did we think was going to happen this is what we Okay. Probably
6: expected that. Right, what what I'm point. saying is, I'm not. I'm going to. You guys know the the ins and outs of how this guy got there better than I do. So I'm not going to debate either one of you on that. But the idea that the next missile that hits a hospital is on is on us. I can't go there. I just can't go there. I, we 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 don't do that to people. We've never done that to people. And the fact that the Russians are feel perfectly capable of doing that, I got a real problem with it. I mean, I really do. There's a point well, you know, at which we can. We can wring our
4: hands all we want about it, but when the same thing was happening in Syria and in Iraq and other places, we were front and center with a you know, massive military force to, to supposedly try to stop it. Although, you know, I don't think that's going to happen here. So it makes me think that we are we've, we've created a situation where we can't do anything about it. It, it isn't that you know we maybe so much that we push Putin into this corner, which I do think we have. But we've also pushed ourselves into a corner that we can't stop it either. So,
6: but I don't, I don't think you, you can. I don't think you've ever. Well, you've been at long enough. You've known me long enough. No, nobody is more critical of all the screw ups we do in foreign policy. I think than me. If, if I was, if I knew as much as Carl did, I'd probably be more critical in a lot of ways. And and I think you dig into this more than I do as well. But. I, I still can't there's a point at which you can't go and you know, i I can be pissed off as much as I want to be at the treasury. I can't go shoot people Jan. i just you just can't go there <laughs> you know you 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 don't get to go in and start start knocking down every city and knocking down people's homes and hospitals and buildings. I'm saying you, you whatever it is. You can work harder to get this guy out of office, or support the next guy and and push for the four year plan. I mean, I didn't like Trump in office. I waited for four years, and somebody else got in. I don't know if I like this guy, but and I didn't vote for this guy. But I'm saying you you can't go the other way and say I don't like the guy in there. Let's let's tear the place down. I mean, it, I mean, Putin has no right to do this.
4: No, he he has as much right, right, I think, as any country does that has enough of a history like the one that Russia has with Ukraine, to protect it from what he sees as a, you know, an attempt to alienate it
6: from him. Their history so, is, is they, they killed millions of people in two famines. That history has all been one-sided, but <laughs> what, what do the Ukrainians ever do to those guys? Well, you know, but Putin's
4: family, his ancestors, suffered tremendously at the hands of the Nazis. That, that, you know, That's behind his thinking here, too. He doesn't want any kind of of Western, you know, Confrontation that he can't He's, deal with, and we we made Zelensky our point person for God knows what reason, Tom. I mean, is this the best?
6: I'm not we saying do? That we did. I'm not saying we did anything right.
4: No, it, but we've we've now made such a bad series of decisions that we don't give Putin much choice, and so I, I don't think we can you, deplore his tactics, but we certainly can't. I, he can you know, do.
6: He can do whatever he wants in terms of isolating them economically. He can do whatever he wants about taking it out on Germany with oil. He can use all those kinds of. You know whatever history annex he wants in my book. You know because it, nothing's nothing's fair in this world. But just going black to black and blowing stuff up is, is, is I can't go there. I just can't.
4: Again, w- what are we going to do about it?
6: Though? Oh, obviously nothing.
4: Right. So I mean, it can't be that bad, Tom, because if, it, if our, our righteousness has uh, has gotten us into trouble
6: over much. I think it's getting. I, get, I think it's getting progressively worse. The fact that we're it. not
4: doing anything about it makes me think that well, somebody we, in Washington might well, be a little sheepish about all this.
6: What are we going to do?
4: We're gonna to have to sit back and watch it happen and sh- and shut the hell up about it, with, especially when it when it comes to the, all the all the media people and the the, uh, the arts people and everybody else. who stand with Ukraine. I think a lot of that has to be taken for just no, no more than hot air. This this doesn't help things either. If we if we stand with Ukraine and we let this happen, what good is standing with Ukraine? So either we do something about it, or we have to shut up. And I don't see either one happening, unfortunately. I mean, we're not going to do anything about it, and we're not going to shut up about it. So I think Putin's going to do what he thinks he has to do until there's no more opposition. Well, we're, or we're, 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 we're pretty good or at or something else.
6: We're pretty good at letting people know that we we sort of will help them, and then we don't. Oh yeah, look at the, the Kurds. I mean, yeah. look, look at
4: you know, how, how many people have we betrayed. You know, promising support well, and then using them and then walking away when it suited us. So, Afghanistan. Yeah, we, we have a we have a terrible record of this. Well, and I I, mean, I hate to see the Ukrainians suffering because promises we made that we had no intention of fulfilling. But I can't blame Putin for that.
6: Well, okay. you've heard on the news, and again, I, I am, I, I, boy, I tell you what, they better not plunk me in the Oval Office. <laughs> if, you know, Jan, you know, I'm the I'm the least law and order, you know. To a fault, I'm one of the nicest people in terms of not going after people that you know. Tell you what, if I was in the Oval Office, I, I, I could only be there a week because I would become what I detest. I would be arresting everybody. Anybody who traded on this Fed information, anybody that... I want to ask you a quick question. We, we, you listen to our people, I was, I'll be nice, on TV about how we're shutting down the Russian economy and you can't get a check out of there and you can't get this in. How the hell that $100 million interest payment from Russia, managed to make it to the right guys here last week. If we did all that,
4: well, clearly we didn't,
6: or we let it and through again, for It's, some it's all
4: talk, Tom. You know, a lot of it is posturing. It's, it's, it's talking big, and we got nothing to back it up.
6: Well, I mean, where, where did the money go? Goldman, BlackRock. I mean, somebody here was owed a hundred million bucks, and they say, "Hey, if these guys are willing to pay. Don't intercept it, you idiots!" And it got through. No, right. I mean, yet nobody else can put any money through, can they?
4: Well, I mean, look, look at our history of that too. Look at the other way One well, you know c- countries we've got embar- trade embargoes with, or you know sanctions against, or whatever. And you know, Iran can't contra just for starters. Where we, you know, we're saying one thing, and doing another. Uh, people at the highest level and covering for everybody else. So I, I have so little respect for this sanctimonious BS coming out of Washington these days. Um, well, I, I just I can't listen to it. I, I can't believe people are swallowing this kind of propaganda that they're being fed. 24-7. About John, 24
6: years ago was the long-term capital fiasco when Russia defaulted the first time, right? Well, not the first time, but the last time. And uh, I, I, I know, because people told me, because they asked me how many people got hurt on the CBOE floor. Uh, I was at, I've told this story before, I was at a, a, I use the term skybox, even though it was behind the grandstand, old Yankee Stadium, a private room, where the CBOE had a party for, uh, uh, you know, the... the the main people at a lot of the different firms out there, the head, the head thief of, you know, Bear Stearns and Goldman and all those guys. And we're all in this room, and one guy says to me, my friend at the Fed asked me to ask you how the people in the OEX made out in this, because they, they uh, lowered the discount rate at 10 o'clock in the morning, surprisingly, on an expiration Friday. I mean, nothing I've ever seen was was like that in terms of the market turning and stuff that was, you know... An eighth of a dollar closing at twenty or stuff like that. It was just nuts, and, uh, and a lot of people got really hurt. And some people, you know, they're okay, but most people, because the the more people get hurt, John, when it happens, because you leak the news to somebody else first, so all of a sudden you see all these buy orders come in the pit, and, and the first instinct of the pit, because you're market making, that's what you do, is you sell to people, and when the, when the then when it when it starts to happen, keep coming. You try to buy them back, and there's nobody to buy them back too, because everybody in the pit's got the same position you do. So it becomes a real snowball. I mean, the, the, you really don't get a chance. They say, "Why don't you just buy them back?" Well, from who is is the question? Because the the buy orders continue to come in, or sell puts or whatever. And uh so they they essentially refloated a couple of the people that got hurt on uh, the Russian default by saying, "Here's what we're going to do at ten o'clock, like on Friday." Get ahead of it and make some money back, so we don't have to bail you out. And the Fed has zero morals about doing this because, at the end of the day, they don't care about any individual people. It's like, hey, we 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 the problem. And maybe if I was in that position, you know, I'm not saying I'd never do a little of that because sometimes it it's very tempting. But it's it's it pretty much sucks, Jen. And and it, so if we're willing to do that 24 years ago, you can't tell me that if if once somebody here is in trouble for 100 million bucks. And that, and that some of that money's coming to them, and it's going to help their balance sheet, not have, have a default here by somebody. They're going to let it slide through, even though supposedly we're not, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to do that. Now, now, what did we have to give to Russia to say, well, the money you're paying us, we'll let that through, but the money we're paying you, it won't go through? Do we really? I mean, you know, I'm no fan of Putin, but he's not that stupid. We say, no, we, and, you we,
4: know, all of this, you know, it, the, the presumption that. The U.S. has clean hands in, in any of these dealings. I think really has to be rethought by people because um, we, we we can be, you know, selectively righteous and selectively condemning about whatever that villain of the day happens to be. And, and it's, it's you know, it was COVID for a while. Now it's Putin. And, you know, and the, the hysteria that's whipped up about stuff that really is is, is full of double dealing and, and dishonesty. I, I just I can't stand how people are so misled by people at the top, and people are making money no matter what. It, it, the money always trumps geopolitics or morality or anything else. Tom, I hate to say it, but
6: um, th- th- this is just another example well, of John how ha- true that is. Right, but take it. Take it, You are an attorney, um, uh, you, even if you may think you're not anymore. You can't ever not be an attorney. <laughs> um, contaminated forever. You're now. contaminated forever uh what what exactly i mean we really don't have suppose uh you know pick pick a name well pick two names uh flynn and and, and biden biden's kid, all right they see money overseas and they're on it like a rabid dog right on a bone. uh now and it's, I mean Flynn is on i believe i mean Lewis said it one time I don't recall now, he's a retired general right, and he's getting a pension. I think Lou said part of your of your creed when you're getting the money is you're not supposed to do consulting work for other governments while you're getting a, a pension here or something along those lines. I, I mean, I'm not, and uh, and here the guy is at a, at a table in Russia giving a speech and he's sitting was he sitting at Putin's table? I mean, uh, so uh, clearly the guy has the, the morals are off the chart with what they're paying him. And meanwhile, Hunter Biden is sitting on a board on some utility over in Ukraine. Uh we're we obviously are sending money that way. We were, like you say, but this and, and my ex priest uh guy who actually uh, had me as a guest at one of these really nice country clubs years years ago was telling me he was a priest in Korea, teaching a missionary priest. He said, "Tom, you have no idea the U.S. is a great country here, but if, I know, once you get out of the U.S., all all they are is a." Is a Essentially, a, a, a an arm for big big business here, and an arm that you don't want to see. He says, they didn't want us teaching union stuff in Korea because of the CIA. Showed up, told me not to teach union stuff. Goes, but, when we see, but how how do you suppose you don't like what Joe Joe Biden's kids doing? You don't like what Flint. I can, if you wanted to, could you prosecute? Jen? Is, is there even is there even a way to? I mean, I guess you could pull Flynn's pension. Uh, I mean, is there a law against Hunter Biden being stuck on being a, a, a guy who has influence here and who's on the board of a utility? I mean, how well, do, what are do you, do you doing? do you think
4: it would at least trigger a conflict of interest investigation with the sitting vice president if your son is pulling down 50000 bucks a month when he has no expertise to add to Burisma's portfolio, and his father is the point person appointed by Obama to handle Ukrainian affairs? What could be dirtier? Okay, China? but... All right. Yet, I, I, look, look at the Clintons. Right, look I, at Bill and Hillary, and Clinton I, I, getting five hundred thousand bucks to speak in, in Moscow, and the uranium one deal with the Clinton Foundation. I mean, the, the nerve of people like the Clintons, you know, pointing a finger at somebody else for dealings with Russia. I think they went to the bank, I, in Russia. I, I,
6: money, I, 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 and
4: how, how quickly they forget about
6: right, it. I'm, I'm with you. I I'm, I'm
4: just saying it's not it's not about you know any particular person. Of either party or one party or anything like that, it has it, it practically transcends any kind of I, political.
6: My, my my question was, Mister Attorney, and you <laughs> dodged it, so it means you probably don't know the answer. Sorry. <laughs> my question is: If all of a sudden Scotty beamed me into the Oval Office, and I say, "Okay, here's three hundred. I bet there's five hundred to a thousand people that are like this, running around every time we send some some country money, they're running after it with with with, with like a hook in, hook into the pot, right?" Uh, I mean, okay. So, Jen, we know there's a thousand. Here's a list of the thousand bleeps. What do we do? Can we prosecute them? Should we? Should we? Should we stick them with an umbrella and the calf with ricin, like the Russians? Would? I mean, what can we do? I mean, can I go arrest them tomorrow and have a the perp walk and and have a snowball's chance in hell of of uh, prosecuting? Is there a law? What can I do? Is the answer? I don't know the answer to that. Can I do anything?
4: I think they've, they've got the numbers on their side, Tom, and it, it, there's no way to disassemble this kind of structure because r- Russia is not even the biggest part of it. I, what, what China has done and what, what people here have willingly gone along with, at the highest level of the State Department and the government and Congress and everything else, there is no way to disassemble it. I mean, you, you effectively have nobody... You could you could serve in any of these spots because they've they've all been tainted in some horrible way.
6: I don't, I'm not oh. even going there. We don't have to go over there. Look at the look at the people. I mean, everybody looks at, especially the conservatives, at the border. Look at these people on the border. Okay, I, I'm with you. I, I don't really want zillion people hanging around the border down there trying to get in, but I also know that if, that if somebody is willing to walk the length of Mexico with their family, which has got to be a godforsaken place, uh, something's wrong where they came from, and that takes a lot of balls. I mean, and it takes well, a with, lot of what's courage. what's
4: the worst, Tom, is that we look the other way at what's really happening with, with trafficking, both people and right. drugs. It isn't that the, the people are doing some pilgrimage on foot. They're getting paid and, uh, to take transport, whatever it means to get from Haiti or the Dominican Republic or whatever else, through Mexico. It isn't like they put their life savings into this.
6: I think a lot um, of them have. Well, I think a lot of them have. Like a and, real and, lot and of them
4: And the fact that we look the other way makes me think it has to right. be successful. Right. Okay, we're going with this is... We want more illicit drugs. We want more human trafficking. Somebody at, at the top is benefiting from that kind of business.
6: I, I would, I'm going to say that the countries south of Mexico, where a lot of these people are coming from, we have been sending money to for years. I mean, the guy—I don't know if you ever met him, because uh, you were one of those second-floor kind of weirdos uh, in, in, in the dorm. I was on the more palatial third floor. The. Uh, the guy next to me, uh, Mario, what's his name? Is Mario Cardinale. Oh, or from Nicaragua. Yeah. and uh, Mario Cardinale. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to say that that place is just as big a bleep hole as it was when he came. He, he barely got out of there. Didn't his parents get, like, get arrested while he was at Notre Dame or something?
4: Yeah, I remember he had to fly home with the, the Nicaraguan earthquake, you know, when his family yeah.
6: was affected by that in 72 or whatever. But I'll bet we've been giving Nicaragua money every year since 1970 when we first met the guy. And a place is still as bad as it was back then, and, and half the money is going to somebody from here and, and not from there and, and the money is direct, is going to go to the wrong people and we we've probably done as much harm as good with it because of the way we handle it
4: because we 're always back in the wrong
6: yeah
4: whether it's Somoza. Or opposing the Sandinistas or the contras or whatever else, we we just kept the ball rolling so that United Fruit Company and whatever other corporation it was but John, with money hand over fist got a free you know got a green light.
6: But John, how do you how do you? I'll look at the well. We only got two minutes. So we can't really open up another can of worms here. Although we've opened up enough already. How how do you deal with that? I mean, you've got you got a Cuban situation. I'm talking in the, in the 50s that is ridiculously corrupt with Batista, and you've got. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, the the, the mafias down there—they got casinos, you got hotels, you got a bunch of hookers, you got people growing pineapple and giving the people all the rice they can eat as wages, and we got all this stuff going on, and 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 you get in bed with the crook who's running the place, which he's the only crook in town. What did what did uh Truman say? He may be a son of a bitch, but he's our son of a bitch. Right. I mean, uh, so w- what else do you do if you want if you want to you know buy pineapples or something from Cuba? Or, well, I'm not going to say if you want to have a hooker in Cuba, but some people do. Uh, what do you do? It's obvious to me that Castro should have been, he's a revolutionary, wants to throw this down. I think he'd have been happier, much happier, hooking himself up with us than he would have Russia. He should have been our guy. Not
4: well, that, we did try to court him, you know, unsuccessfully.
6: Uh, but not, not early enough. Not, not early, early enough. And yeah.
4: not, you know, but by then we were completely discredited. It, yeah. It had been for 50 years. With, with Batista and these other schmucks that we have supported. So, you know, again, it's, it's our intelligence organizations, and not just the U.S.'s, by the way, too, that have, have thrived. I mean, their, their mission is really to destabilize places where money can be made to make sure that we, or not just Americans, but, but some criminal class, Gets you know a better shake out of all this than somebody else, and that's exactly what's happening in Ukraine. Right, but we
6: we can't say. we can't throw every crook out before we do business, though, Jenny because the, the crooks are running all these other places. I mean, I don't know how you deal with that. Let's talk about we'll, it, we'll talk more about it on uh, on uh, Thursday. But SP Futures, uh, where, where are we? We're down four bucks, and NASDAQ Futures down thirty six. Very slight drops considering how, big, how much we're up last week. Be right back, Mister Mike Hart.
0: Stocks, jocks stocks, and jocks, stocks, and Jocks.
2: You
6: are out of control. Welcome, Right Stocks, and Jocks. I'm Tomali. he's Mr. Matt Byrne on the board. SB Futures down 475. NASDAQ Futures down 42. We were down roughly 8 when we came in, and NASDAQ was down about 90. We went positive, and now we're like halfway between the positive and how low we were. So kind of not much going on here or, or really around the world uh, today, at least so far. It was, uh, DAX down 13, uh, call that flat. Putsy up 32.4%, uh, CAC around down 10, 0.1%, uh, almost flat. Uh, U.S. Friday, Dow was up 274, S&P up 51, NASDAQ up 279. So it was a really, really solid week. Uh, made back virtually uh, all we were down, and I think we're up on the month. Uh, over in Asia we've got the Nikkei up one hundred seventy four point six percent. We've got Shanghai up two, call that flat. Hang Seng down one ninety one percent. Uh, I'm gonna give everybody I get the chart up here in the Hang Seng here up. because um, this thing has really been the the one that's been banging around the whole the whole year. I mean I've got uh we're we're at 21,412. and uh we got down to 18,415. That would be in uh think we got her. That was uh, 3.14, so last Monday. Um, so we're up really uh, almost 3,000, points. So we're up t- 11% from there. But last June, we were on, uh, at 6.24, we were at 29,288. So we're still down roughly 8,000 points. So that would be, what, uh, almost thirty percent. So it's a uh, Hang Seng has really been uh, the, the the benchmark, really, of what's going crazy on world markets. A lot of it has to do with uh, uh, the the banging around. Uh, the Chinese internet stocks have gotten from from here from the regulators and from really the Chinese government. So they've been getting hit by all sides. And in spot you can see all that happening is really in the Hang Seng. Um, okay, we got oil. Oil up four bucks today. It's up four percent. Four twenty three actually four point four dollars and twenty three cents one oh eight ninety three rent up four seventy one twelve sixty three natural gas down six cents four seventy nine Arbob up nine cents three thirty three uh we got gold down five bucks nineteen twenty four silver up four cents twenty five thirteen copper down six cents at four sixty seven we've got Bitcoin down a dollar eighty five pretty pretty quiet there this morning forty one thousand one sixty one. That what do you got for us Traffic Weather Sports Irish lost the other guys had a better team Referees
7: sucked. Yeah, it was really too bad about that. Uh, well, yeah, they, they were not going to be Duke, so but at least they have another week to do something. Yeah, you got to try every time though. Every yeah. every every year you at least got to give it a go. You know the
6: old line, don't you, buddy? Oh, no, yeah. Tell me. Some you win, some you lose, some get rained out, but you always suit up to
7: play. <laughs> I've I've heard a similar one. Uh, sometimes you eat the bar, sometimes the bar eats you. Yep. Well, As, uh, <laughs> uh, it's currently seven thirty six a m. Uh, March twenty first, twenty twenty two. Let's get you into sports real quick. Last night in the NBA, Phoenix Suns took down Sacramento Kings one twenty seven to one twenty four. Tonight, the Chicago Bulls at the Toronto Raptors, right here in Chicago at the United Center at seven p m. Central Time. Last night in hockey, Blackhawks lost to the Winnipeg Jets six to four, and Coyotes lose to the San Jose Sharks four to two. Now on the weather. Uh, Chicago, mostly cloudy right now, uh, 45 degrees currently, high of 69, low of 45. And uh, in Phoenix, partly cloudy, 59 degrees currently, high of 80, and a low of 54. Now on to traffic currently in Chicago. Uh, traffic eastbound in the Eisenhower between Wolf Road all the way to downtown. Traffic westbound in the Eisenhower between uh, Laramie all the way to 9th Avenue. Traffic eastbound from Kennedy between Cumberland to Lawrence. Traffic westbound on Kennedy between Lawrence and West Bryn Mawr. Traffic eastbound, the Edens, between Addison and South Union Avenue. Traffic westbound, Edens, between uh, East Ohio and 59th. And lastly, traffic northbound, Stevenson, between Harlem and Damon. That's all we got, Chief. Back to you. So what's clear? Nowhere. Nowhere is clear. It's a jam-packed day today. Good. Do we have Mr. Mike?
6: Yes, sir. How are you doing, Chief? Hey, bud, how are you? Good to see you. Good to hear you. let hey, to see you. Good to... Yeah, good to hear you too. Maybe we'll get to see you one of these days, but we you know we're... we're... Covid's over, bud. You know.
2: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I know. It's uh, finally right.
6: <laughs> yeah, it's finally. I mean, it's uh. it's see people wanting. Still see people driving by in cars with their mask out in the car. What, or it their, their, does their wife smoke or something? Is they're driving a the wife's car? And want to keep the smoke out of themselves or what?
2: Yeah, no. It's funny. You know, it's just like uh, you know, you become trained to put on that mask. Like you know, I, I, I the garbage, taking my garbage out. I, I really just I walk down the hallway. I'm in a, in a condo unit and there's a trash suit and, uh, you know, I, I'm still, I'm trained to put on the mask. It's, uh, you know, it, it's become one of those things. It's just, uh, you're so used to putting on the mask.
6: Uh, I never got used to it. <laughs> I was, I, I, I was, re, the only time I, I did is I absolutely had to and it would be, uh, you know, at the Myers on Sunday morning with all the little old ladies all, you know, all worried and stuff and, uh, and I was never going to be somebody who, you know, didn't play the game, uh, the party, but, uh, God, I was so happy to not not have to not have to throw that thing on, but hopefully it'll stay that way. What uh, what do you yeah. make of all this? What, I mean, I uh, what, what would you pay to be on the list where you know the Fed was putting fifty billion dollars in the money market last week?
2: I, I mean, you know, like I don't think you can predict what's going on. You know, it's like you, we're really in a reactive type market where uh, you know any type of news it's really hard to digest what's going to happen. So, like. I mean, beyond that list to say what's going to happen, it's it's kind of hard to say. Like you know, I think uh, you know a lot of um, a lot of how we're interpreting and digesting the market right now is sort of uh, you know we're taking what's going on and we're trying to put it into context, but it's difficult because um, so it, it doesn't seem to be exactly laying up. Uh, you know with. Sort of sort of the amount of risk that's out there, I guess, and um, you know we talked last week, Chief, and we were uh, we were trading maybe around thirty we were we were above thirty anyways in the vix. Um, we've come down uh, you know a full five points from that today, so in, in a week we've come down five points in the vix um, that's uh, that's over the course of a year you can look at that as a five percentage point move in the s and p five hundred. Has been kind of taken out in the in the risk level this week, so there's a little less risk going into this week. Uh, generally speaking, uh, given what what the market is telling us right now, but um, you know, I, I think I think you know, there's uh, this market is very sensitive right now, and you know, we're seeing we're seeing um, big moves. Uh, relatively speaking, when you look historically, uh, you know, at how, how, uh, mar- this market tends to move, we're moving at a much, uh, greater range than we typically see. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, if you're, if you're actively trading this market, if you're watching it, um, and, and you're participating, you know, I think we can expect to see m- more movement like we have been seeing going forward, at least, at least for this week.
6: Well, I, uh, I, I have never seen anything, well, like, like, you know, I mean, I, there's always been, you know, markets that have been crazy, and you and I have seen a bunch. And, I mean, I guess, I've, uh, just, just due to being older, I've probably seen a few more. Well, the, the biggest, the biggest one was where the market was when I started, when the market with the Dow was 800, you know, and inflation rates were 10, 12%. Uh, but I don't, when, when I, when you look at, uh, the, uh, these numbers, the, the skew not only not only what, what Mike is, is talking about the VIX, but the skew is uh, is somewhat dramatic as well. I mean, I'm looking here at the, we're 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 March. Uh, Where hell are we? We're March. Uh, uh, what's our date? March 21st, right? Well, the 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 regular uh, yeah the the regular Aprils, which are which are the 14th, right? Uh what's the 14th? Let me, let me just check for a second. Pulling up. Uh, I think it might be
2: yeah the April 14th, can go twenty four expiration. yeah is uh
6: the the four ten puts and we're talking four forty four so we're we're thirty four hours away which is you know eight percent they're two fifty bit and it'll be higher' because we're down here a little bit uh god's sake <laughs> that's high i mean that's even even though like yeah. you say the 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 panic puts have not come down. Well, maybe they've come down a little bit with the VIX coming from thirty-two to twenty-five, but that's high. You're not getting anybody to sell you anything, any kind of unit in. I mean, it's two days before expiration, and something mm-hmm. ten points away is is twenty cents you got to pay for. It. You're not pulling anything at a penny.
2: Right, exactly. You know, and like, and that's that is really the the power of volatility. You know, um, when I say the power of volatility. When we talk about volatility, the reason why, you know, I come on your show and I talk about volatility all the time is it's not just um, sort of this, uh, you know, insight into the fear in the market. It's literally the way things are priced. Um, so things, when volatility is high, things get priced, uh, you know, uh, amazingly expensive uh, because fear is, uh, fear is what's getting priced. Fear of the unknown, fear of the future, and uh, right now there's a there still is a lot of fear uh, about the future and things are priced really high so you know the cost of protection the cost of insurance is uh it's at a premium things are expensive right now i mean if you want to buy an option you're you're paying you're you're paying a lot and um and when we're talking you know you're talking about a put that's out of the money, like. There, there is no intrinsic value in that put. You know, if we were to uh, expire today, that put's worth nothing. You know, so like uh, it's all extrinsic value, meaning you know that that goes away in time, and you're you're making a, a bet on the future that uh, that that puts going to sh- see value, uh, and uh, you need to cover the cost of the put before you can even make money.
6: Well, that's. that's- it, it, to put it in a, an insurance uh, example, it's it's like paying. So it's, well, a guy like you's probably got a Mercedes. Are you like Janis Jopson? Joplin, Lord, won't you buy me? Yeah,
2: actually, okay, yeah. I, I got <laughs> I got two of them. Yeah,
6: well, you got those Mercedes, those Mercedes. Uh, all right, so you got one. You got your Mercedes, and the thing's worth. Seventy. Well, you paid seventy-five grand for him, what it's worth. I guess you would probably pay a hundred for one now. You probably pay a hundred for a Jeep now. You got to be able to pay for a hundred for Mercedes. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it's 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 the equivalent of of paying through the nose for collision insurance, and and, and to have like a thirty thousand dollar deductible. Then you got to say to yourself, Jesus, how how bad do I have to whack into somebody to wreck all sides of the car? <laughs> if I if, I wreck, <laughs> if I wreck just one half, I ought to be able to fix it for thirty. G. I mean, I mean what what take these 410 these are the april 14th 410 puts in this in the spy regime, which is the uh, s&p right. 500 so it's an index right we're not even talking about a stock so it should have a less volatility yeah yeah we're talking about we're
2: talking about the 500 largest stocks in yeah, we're in not, we're the not, yeah we're not we're not yeah we're not talking about
6: yeah we're not talking about amc or, uh, or something like that uh, you know one of, the, one of those crazy ones that, that came flying out or uh or, or uh baidu or something so, so what exactly do I do with these? Well, I mean, so, I have a client who says, "Well, I want to be protected from something crazy happening," and I say, "Gee, I guess I, I guess I could buy these puts." Well, if the market gets its ass kicked and, and the spiders are are four twelve in twenty four days, uh, yeah, I've, I've <laughs> they go out worthless. It's it's like it's like the uh, the thirty thousand dollar deductible, and I get a twenty five thousand dollar accident. I mean. I, mean, I, I don't. What do I do? Yeah, exactly.
2: And, well, and that's the thing, you know. Everybody right now wants insurance. I mean, it's it's you know, uh, it, it's what we're seeing. That's what the mix at this level is telling us. It's telling us that you know people people are willing to pay up for insurance. Now, you know, what do you do in that situation? Um, I mean, I'm just going to offer you one one piece of one 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 avenue is you know sometimes uh, and. I do this a lot, but, you know, I, I trade, uh, I trade a little bit different, you know, uh, cause, you know, I'm trading, um, my own account and, uh, you know, so I, I'll, I'll, sell premium. I'll actually sell options, uh, when they become expensive. And that's, um, that's just my approach to trading is, you know, rather than, than buying protection, I sell protection. So I try and act like the insurance company in a sense. But a way you can do this and, and be protected. Uh, you know, from, uh, from being wrong, I guess, is, uh, you can do something called the cover call. So if you, if you own the stock and, um, and you're willing to sacrifice, say, the potential of, uh, of future profits, uh, above a certain point, you can, you can sell a call and collect the premium. And that's, that's one way you can approach high volatility and, uh, and, and still, uh, you know, and still use options actively, uh, without paying for insurance, but rather they, rather kind of working with it and selling it.
6: Um, yes, except, uh, as you were working your way through that, I could tell you were somewhat tongue in cheek. Cause I know, I know how you, tr- you think cause you think like me as a trader. The, the oddest thing, especially after the 87 crash, right? When people were just selling, a lot of people were selling puts in the OEX and got clobbered. Um, if you go to give a seminar, one of the most interesting things, I mean, I think you've done some of this too, Mike, but I used to do this a lot. And I'd say, what is the safest option position that you can do? And every every hand will go up, and they're going to say a covered right. And I'll say, why is that? Sure. And they're going to say, well, you own the stack, and you sell the call against it. You're covered so if it runs up, your only risk is that if uh the stock runs way up, you you set sa- you sacrifice some profit that you would have had if you didn't sell the call. And I say, okay, now what is the the most the riskiest position that anyone could ever do? And all the hands go up and you say, a naked short put. And I say, Yeah. I'm with you on both answers, except for one thing. They're the exact same position. And they look at me like I got four heads. But they are right now. Now, what? What what is? Because if you were to say, "I'm going to go buy,"
7: right?
2: I mean, absolutely. You know, I mean, at at the end of the day, you own the stock, right? Yeah. And uh, if you're short to put, uh, in in a sense, you've got the same risk on. Uh, You know, at a certain point, uh, uh, you know, you're you're effectively long the stock by selling by selling that put. Right. You know, you you are you're taking a long
1: position.
6: But the, the difference, but there really is a difference, Mike, I mean, mentally, because but, I mean, if you and I were going to trade for for Joe this week, uh, and, and Joe wants us to be somewhat aggressive, you and I would never buy the stock and sell the call because it's two transactions. Why wouldn't we just sell the put? It's the same damn thing, right? You and I know that. But, I mean, Joe and the right. rest of the world maybe doesn't. But now the question is, is it really the same position? And the answer is effectively no on, on the graph it is the outcome it is, but the people who own the stock have already decided, independent from you or me they 've already decided that they're going to they 're happy with the risk in the stock. I bought tesla i don 't care i 'm forty years old, and when i 'm ninety i'm going to own Tesla because <laughs> seen right. <laughs> it, i mean i'm very happy Tesla this morning is up sixteen bucks nine twenty one I'm happy it's 921. If it goes down to 400, if it goes down to 300, it doesn't matter. I'll maintain because it'll still be back to a thousand two months from now. You've already made that decision. So an additional covered call on top of it adds no risk other than opportunity costs should it run up further than my call and i got to buy it back or I lose my stock. But they've already, whereas on a short put, you're, you're essentially, that risk you're taking today. And even though they're, it, if, you, if you put the positions on a chart, they're the exact same ones, they're not the same to the person who's doing it, which is somewhat dangerous when you think about it.
2: A- absolutely, you know, I, I think it's like, a part of it is, uh, you know, sort of uh, that trader mentality and, and uh, you know, how, how you approach uh, risk in general and, uh, you know, Recognizing, like, there's, there's always going to be opportunity in the market, and, you know, part of, uh, part of how you want to set up your trade is you want to be opportunistic, and you want to, um, you want to approach it, uh, trading in such a way where, uh, you know, uh, the decisions you make, uh, you know, are, are uh, um, are kind of based on on the type of uh, uh you know, trading outcome you want but you're right i I think when you're a trader, you tend to think about uh you know uh, potential uh, you know profits and losses a little bit different well, I think that's a great point
6: I just uh real quick and i, and I don't i don't know I'm going to lob this one out there i don't know the answer to this as to when or if it's going to happen because it sure is doesn't appear to have happened yet a little bit um, if you look at the the Fed antics of the last week, where they talked all week about how important inflation is to them and how they're going to do this and the other thing. Simple fact is, Mike, I'll get the exact number here if I'm going to be accusative, Accusa- is accusatorial. Is that how, was that the number? Last week, the Fed sure. went from eight million eight trillion nine one zero on their balance sheet to eight trillion nine five four. So that's forty four billion dollars they put into the system last week. Which is way beyond anything they told us they're going to do. And it's certainly not what you would do a week that your mantra is you're fighting inflation. So, I'm going to, I'm going to lob this out there. Inflation is all around us. It's, it's, everybody's noticing it, whether you can afford it or not. Uh, you're noticing it, and some people can't afford it, and there's a, there is a massive groundswell, I think, of something's wrong here. Somebody better do something about it because I can't afford it. This is crazy. Uh, right. and, it, and it's it's probably up to sixty percent of the population. It's probably not a hundred, but there's also the the Fed sees it coming. They also know that it's really benefiting people that own stuff: the one percenters, the stocks, the, the houses. I was going to say commercial buildings, but surely not in downtown Chicago, uh, because they're they're all empty. um Not all, but a lot of them. So, w- where does this? Uh, I'm sure you never saw it. There was a movie that Glenn Ford, of all people, was in. And it started with these, these two planes colliding, a passenger jet and a private jet. And, uh, and that, that this, the movie started with this big blast. And, uh, and, it, and it turned out the guy ducked, and it, it, the commercial jet survived, and the guy in the private thing died, uh, I believe. And I'm ruining the movie here. Then the movie went back to, like, six weeks before... And worked everything through till the instant that those two well, all this, all the this stuff that had to happen to where those planes ran into each other. So it was a pretty fascinating it, yeah. way of uh, way of working the movie. And uh, you know whether you want to watch or not, is another story. But the right now we're, we're going to have someday there's going to be this flare up of the Fed talking about inflation, having it go to the moon and bothering the hell out of people and costing people to the point where they can't afford stuff. And them not putting more gas on the fire every time the market goes down to get it to go back up. Somehow or another, there's going to be that—that's going to come together somehow. Either it's some congressional testimony or somebody other than Elizabeth Warren accusing Powell of being two-faced or something. I don't see how that right. that, that that collision doesn't happen, Mike. And I don't. Obviously, I'm very wrong at, at saying when it's going to happen because clearly, right now, they don't care. They're willing to put 200 billion more in to, to save the market here. It's way more important to them than than fighting inflation. Now, when 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 is the when is the crest of the hill come? Ever?
2: I don't know. You know, I I think without question, what we are seeing right now had to happen. What we are seeing right now in the market, where we're seeing you know volatility inflating and the market addressing this this idea that and there is inflation everywhere and uh you know we were talking about it all last year. Every time we met Chief last year, we talked about this. You know, this has to has to come together at some point. You know, the markets uh market can't keep inflating. Um you know, markets aren't gonna rise in uh with turmoil everywhere. And
0: uh there is
2: sort of this uh you know train wreck make- this, it's like watching a train wreck right now. You know, you feel like you're watching a train wreck because at some point you're right. I think everything's got to collide and, um, how all the pieces play out. I, I think, you know, if you, sometimes when you talk about trading and you talk about, like, you know, future moves, you can look into, some, uh, something that I, I spent a lot of time with is called game theory and just like the idea behind, you know, how things, uh, you know, outcomes. I think what we're seeing right now had to happen, um, and and I think the Fed's the Fed's moving the chessboard the way it intended to. Uh, you know, for this type of movement, um, I don't know if we're going to see like a day of reckoning uh, because I think we're going to keep seeing pieces move. Um, but if, if 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 you have that unexpected. Black Swan event happened, which we know in markets occur, uh, you know, the, the type of events that, uh, isn't really on anyone's radar. I think that's the real risk out there right now. And if we have a Black Swan event, um, I think, you know, this market could be in real trouble. That, well, that's my opinion. Well, Mike, if you were, uh, I don't, if I, you had
6: your little, uh, your, your, your motorcycle drove you to the, you know, the fifth moon on Alpha Centauri and you're sitting there in a, in a house, and you're wherever, wherever they live in up there, and you're listening to the TV and radio here, if you can get it, uh, I'm going to say that at the end of last week, with the meeting and the, the the moves and the everybody talking about how hawkish the pet has become, at the end of the week, your question would have been, how far down were the bonds? And then somebody's going to say, gee, well, they were actually up on the week. You're gonna go, <laughs> right. You're going to go, how can that be? So if you, yeah. and then they're going to say, well, the Fed bought $54 billion worth of crap. Somebody's going to say, well, then they aren't fighting inflation, are they? <laughs> I mean, it is, it is, it is more important for them right now to keep the market up than it is to fight inflation. That's the message of last week. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, it's w- the
2: message of last week. And, and Chief, that the message yeah. really, you know, uh, I, like, I, I feel like the Fed has kind of been playing into this storyline for a, a long time. I think it's you know uh, it,
6: twelve years. It's sort of
2: it's been twenty years 20 in my
6: opinion. Yep. But I mean, I, I guess w- what horrible event has to happen to where somebody grabs this guy by the throat and said, "I don't care what you do, fighting the inflation is more important than the others." I don't. I don't think they think it is, and and probably never will. Do we do We have to get rid of him and put Volker back in there. What do we have to do? <laughs> yeah, I
2: and uh, I don't know because, uh, you know, I think uh, what when you break it all down, when you look at, uh, when you say, okay, quantitatively, what is the market telling us, uh, we're seeing volatility, I mean, we are seeing fear out there. I mean, at the end of the day, volatility is still at 25%. Uh, you know, a, a, a general market, will see maybe 15% volatility, that's, uh, you know, uh, and, and really is, in the years, over the past few years it's been much lower so we are in a high state right now people are afraid and, uh, and I think uh, when I say people are afraid I, what I really mean is uh, you know the uh, the near future is just really unknown right now and there's a lot of possibilities I suppose uh, you could say
6: well I just hope we don't end up in an expanding war scenario because I, I don't know I have no idea how to trade that do you? I you, know,
2: you you like to think you know like uh how these correlations would operate but no I have no idea.
6: The uh so are you uh, bullish or bearish this week? We had a massive run up last week is it I guess was that your the dreaded bear market rally or is that the start of or just part of the rally? Uh
2: you know it's funny I, I don't I uh don't typically take uh decent positions but I, I'm going to be long all week. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, my, my approach right now is I'm going to be long this week and, uh, reevaluate around Thursday or Friday.
6: Alright, bud. We'll talk at you next week. Have a nice week. Knock them dead. Uh, SP Futures down 2. if he's on 46. Quiet this morning so far. Back tomorrow, Stocks and Jacks.
5: Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HomzyAnalytics.com. Cairo Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. Dax Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call
7: 1-800-821-4968. Alright. Place your bed.